This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is from TikTok fame, my friend Emma Denler, the simple environmentalist. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking some time to be on the show. Your incredible attention to environmental details and sustainability initiatives and concepts. You're sharing all of these tips with the world. And I was excited to let everybody know about your content. Can you tell us about yourself, how you got into this uh, world of sustainability? Yeah, sure. So I grew up in the rural Midwest in a small town in Ohio. And there was really no cause for concern when it comes to the environment there. We were a farming community. There was really no plastic pollution or air pollution. I didn't really know much about it. And so I joined the Air Force. I moved to Texas for my training. And that's when my eyes first started being open to all these issues. I moved to a bigger city where I really started to see the impacts that humans had on the environment, how much resources we were using, and so forth. And that was kind of my first step into sustainability. And then I moved to Okinawa, Japan which is a small island. If, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like the Hawaii of Japan. Yeah. And there we were seeing ocean garbage across the whole island. And it was not necessarily fun, but interesting, I guess is a better word, to see where all the garbage was coming from. It was coming from China, from Thailand, from America, mm-hmm. from all over the world, washing up on this island. And at that point, I had started recycling, doing the first steps into environmentalism. But then that was really my opened my eyes to, I'm still part of the problem, even though I am recycling, I should start reducing as well. And then from there, I was learning so much. I'm like, wait, I didn't know this stuff. Surely other people don't know this (laughs) stuff too. I should share it. So I started doing social media. Well, and you've, you've done a great job and uh, you're, you're one of my inspirations for, for what I'm doing. I really appreciate it. And thank you for your service. This is, uh, thank you. Very much appreciated. Have had several military vets on our show and so thankful for what you all have done, sacrificed for our country. Let's talk about this. So your your focus is kind of daily tips on sustainable ideas. Is that kind of the basis of your social media? So when I first started going zero waste in a little island in Japan, I didn't have access to a bulk store. There wasn't very much vegan food available for us. And so I'm like, wait, it's actually still practical to be low waste without having all these swaps or these eco-stores and everything. So I wanted to share mostly free, easy, and fun ways to zero waste and that you don't have to change your entire lifestyle to just be a little more sustainable. Yeah, great point. There are little, little things can be done to make big impact. And that's such a key point to this whole thing. Oftentimes I'll have people who have been in packaging for as long as I have 20, 20 years plus, and they'll reach out to me and say, Hey, I learned something from new from your podcast. And it's like, really? So people need to learn. I still learn something every day. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we continue to to try. So what's one of your favorite tips that you like to share with people about uh, sustainable living? Ooh, a favorite tip. I don't know. I think some of my favorite really just go down to the small things we can do every day, like 
we've heard it all of our lives. I'm sure turn off the lights. Don't let the water run and brush your teeth. And like, they're just so simple, but they really do have a big impact if we all do them every day. I agree. I talked to someone very influential in the industry and they said, the number one tip is use less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. So we, we make this so complicated. It doesn't have to be. We're, we're in right. this together. We're, we're making positive changes together. So I work for a packaging company that's trying very hard to be as sustainable as we can. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to know from you, what do you think packaging companies can do to be more sustainable? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things. It'd be really cool if not necessarily packaging companies, but like companies themselves, like Coca-Cola, Dove, would yeah. take responsibility for their waste. And then also make recycling simpler for the consumer. I recently tried this new soda brand that was an aluminum can wrapped in plastic yeah. and their label said recycle, but you can't recycle it as that. So, and the yeah. label was extremely hard to get off. So making labels perforated, telling consumers to remove the parts that are not recyclable. Oh, this is exciting. I'm impressed with your, your TikToks and was hoping mm. you could, you could tell us about the compostable plastics testing you're doing. Yeah. So before the world of TikTok, I started on YouTube <laughs> yes. and I would film for months at a time and make, and then compile all this footage on YouTube, which was a lot of fun. But I joined TikTok and was like, wait, this is so easy to do on TikTok. You can link the videos together, do short bursts of what the packaging looks like. So basically what I wanted to do was test, are these so-called bioplastics, these decomposable plastics actually going to decompose in my backyard? And I, I do it at the very lowest level of just putting the bioplastics in dirt. I know it's, it's probably best to put it in composting and in an industrial composting facility, but composting isn't accessible. So I wanted to show people that if you absolutely need to, you can decompose them in dirt. And I've had success with things like Pila's phone case, Alter Eco's bioplastics, and then I'm trying other stuff like bioplastic cups, mushroom replacement for styrofoam, and yeah. a few other things like that. Oh, I love that. I just posted about mycelium mushroom packaging yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it's it so got, cool. got a lot of attention. People are excited about it. Yeah. It's definitely a future of sustainability. Um, I, I just think that's so cool that you're showing, you're actually showing people what's happening, what's going to happen if you mm -hmm. do, if you do throw it in your backyard or your, your garden, whatever people would do with packaging that's compostable, preferably in, like you said, in a compost bin or an industrial compost facility. But there's a lot of debate on that in this, in the sustainable world is, yeah. is compostable packaging helping or is it, is it hurting? Because I, I did a poll on LinkedIn, if asking people, if, if you received compostable packaging and you finished the item, what would you do with the packaging? And 37% said, they would recycle it. Wow. And these are learned professionals, you know, in the packaging industry, most of the people on, on there, that's a problem, you know, mm -hmm. uh, only I think 20% said they would actually compost it. So I think we've got a long ways to go with that material, but I love the concept. I am, I am positive uh, about it in the long term, mm -hmm. but right now we've got a lot of progress to be made. For sure. So I think the way we connected the first time was on my, on your post about pizza boxes. Yes. <laughs> there is some debate out there in the world of sustainability, whether or not pizza boxes are recyclable. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And I wanted to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, for the longest time, I have heard that they're not recyclable, or at least not the greasy parts. So I've just been yeah. cutting those off. And then, yeah, you brought it to my attention that that's not always the case. So I'm interested to learn more about that. Yeah, it's exciting. Just This is a fairly new study about 18, 19 months ago from mm. Westrock Packaging. They're one of the largest corrugated producers in the country. And oh. they did studies, scientific studies, on if you just left the cheese and the greasy corrugated parts in the pizza box, would it affect the outcome of a, of a recycled batch of material? And the answer was no, it, it didn't. Wow. It didn't negatively affect the quality. Now, the caveat to this is a lot of MRFs or material recycling facilities, I know you know what that means, but I'm saying mm-hmm. it for, for the audience. A lot of MRFs will pull pizza boxes out because they assume they're full of garbage. Oh, wow. So we have to, you have to stay in touch with your local facility. And yeah. like you said, that's what, this is what makes it so challenging is everyone is different. Yep. So technically, yes. They are recyclable and they should be recycled beneath or old corrugated containers more than ever because demand has spiked so much. But let's also make sure that the MRFs understand that these things are recyclable and that it's Mm -hmm. okay to put them in the, with the bin of uh, corrugated. Right. So I'm curious if you know, does the same thing go for like dirty plastic, dirty glass? Yes. Yeah, my understanding is it's fine. So as long as it's not like fully soiled, you know, I was watching a video of uh, what is her name? Eco Tainer or something like that. She started a glass recycling facility in New Orleans. She's amazing. She's like super young and just is the CEO of this recycling company. And she said she was posted a video about the things that we can't take here. <laughs> mm. And it was plastic and aluminum cans and stuff because she's a glass recycling facility. Yeah. But somebody had tried to recycle a half full jar of pickles. And oh. she's like, could you just dump them out, please? Right. <laughs> Before you put them in your bin, it's not that hard. Yeah. No. So there are, you know, caveats to that, of course. Right. Is it still best practice to rinse our materials out? Yes. And like you said, using the least amount of water possible to do that, you know, if you, if you send them through the dishwasher three times, it doesn't make any sense, you know, uh, that takes up more power and water. And I think that's a real key factor to all of this. Like your, your post about the Colorado river the other day, incredible how we're dealing with low water, you know, all affected by climate change we you mm-hmm. know, obviously but so we need to save water we need to conserve it it's a resource right. that that is incredibly valuable and without it we won't do do very well so let's talk about how what can consumers do to be more sustainable what are what are some some other th- i think when it comes to mostly packaging is to opt for package free if you yeah. can if you have a bulk store but even if you don't have a bulk store there's still ways to shop plastic free when it comes to things like produce yeah. And then also opting for recyclable materials, things like 100% aluminum, cardboard, even plastic. And plastic's not the best, but if you choose a plastic one or two over a plastic number four that's difficult to recycle, that's still a better option. Absolutely. And I do like to encourage people, if they do get number four plastic, to bring it back to your grocery store and ask them mm-hmm. if they have a, a drop-in for 
uh, plastic recycling because trucks can take that material and turn it into into new building materials, which is awesome yeah. and exciting. They've recycled over a billion pounds of plastic since they've started wow. business, which is blows me away. I don't even know. I can't even equate that to anything in real right, life. Right, that's a lot. <laughs> it's so much, but yeah, we can all do our part and it's really exciting. So I know you're you're in the sustainability space. What would be your dream job in this world of sustainability? I really enjoy what I do on social media, sustainability education. I think it would be really cool to do more in-person stuff like teaching students at schools or doing community outreach. And I'm also really into conservation. I do volunteering with a local nonprofit here. I think it would be really cool to get into that field as well. I love that. So you work with students locally to teach them about how to be sustainable? No, I do conservation work. Oh, Um, okay. Like trail maintenance, making sure the habitats are healthy and things like that. Well, that's a huge part of sustainability and getting people outside, especially younger people to experience the world without a screen in front of them is so, so important and uh, necessary to continue the world of sustainability because if they see the plastic or the garbage out there firsthand, they'll say, this is the problem and Mm -hmm. we need to pick this up. So I love that. One of my friends owns a company called Mermaid Straw and they do pickups all over the country, mostly with young people. They do reusable straws is their business, Mm -hmm. but but it's expanded to reusable almost everything. That's really (laughs) cool. Yeah, they've made a huge impact on on the environment by doing these pickup programs with different local companies in whatever city they go to. So mm-hmm. keep your eye open for them. Yeah, we'll do. So anything else you wanted to talk about before we tell them your contact information? I think that's it. That was all the major things. <laughs> Great. Well, I appreciate all your hard work in the world of sustainability. And can you tell us how to get in touch with you if, we, if we're ready yeah. to? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm on YouTube and Instagram at The Simple Environmentalist and TikTok as Simple Environmentalist. No, the, they don't let me have enough characters. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know there was a limit. That's funny. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Emma. This this podcast is sponsored by Landsberg Aurora. We appreciate your sponsorship. And if you're listening, please make sure you've subscribed and uh, leave us a review. We appreciate it. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by SpecRite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specwrite.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.